I'm speaking on what I called the power of focus. The word focus by definition is the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. Number two, the word focus is to adapt to the prevailing level of light and become able to see clearly. Praise the Lord. He says, the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. In other words, it is clear. You should be in a certain state in your life as a believer where you can produce clear visual definition. It is clear for you where you want to go, the kind of person you want to be, the kind of Christian you want to be. Now, a lot is happening in our nation. A lot is happening in the world. There are too many things that is seeking for our attention. But God is calling you and I to be intentional about the things we focus our attention on. This month is the month of November. The Christian faith is a professing faith. The Christian faith is a faith that we operate by speaking. The Bible says, with the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So whatever exposure that comes your way, it is what you declare in the midst of that situation that determines the outcome of your life. And so the question is, what are you focusing on? Child of God, there are many of us, we like to focus on the statistics. We like to focus on the expert opinion. We like to focus on the pattern that has been prevalent. But as a believer, God wants you to focus on his strength and his ability to deliver you. Listen, there's a will of God concerning your life. There is a prepared place for your life. There is a destiny that is a glorious destiny for you. But sometimes the enemy comes in with problems to cloud your imagination, to cloud your vision so that you cannot see what God has for you with the eye of faith. But I came to tell you that if you will engage your faith, all things are possible if you can believe God for it. Proverbs chapter 4 verse number 25 says, Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. In other words, in this life, there will always be distractions. There will be things that will distract you. Sickness, disease, infirmities. The reason is that the enemy is after your faith. The enemy is after your focus, your vision. Whatever you focus on directs your life. Whatever you focus on in this life, it directs your life. And the enemy's primary preoccupation is to move your focus from God and to focus on the circumstances that are temporal. So the word of God says in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 19. Proverbs chapter 23 verse number 19, King James Version says, Hear thou my son. And be wise and guard, guide thine heart in the way. Guide. Guide what? Thine heart in the way. In other words, as you journey in life, you need to guide it. You have to be intentional about the things you focus on. You know, the lady was saying, I gave birth to my son. They say he's on the spectrum. He's on the this. He's on the that. He's on the this. 
What do you think the enemy has been looking for? The enemy saw the lady serving God at the age of eight or nine. Eight years. She started doing evangelism. What do you think the devil was looking for? The devil has been playing hanky-panky games with this girl that she will lose focus on her God so that when she fails, he can keep her in asylum. The devil has been after her mind, though. All the bad experiences. He saw that when she has a cognitive breakdown, when, when she can no more think or reason, now she can activate her faith because her destiny must bring glory to God. That's what is called the great law of cause and effect. He says that thoughts are causes and conditions are effects. I repeat, thoughts are causes and conditions are effects. He says, your thoughts create the conditions of your life. So what will the enemy do? If you were the devil, what will he do? You would control the thoughts of people. The scripture says, guard your heart, for out of it flows all the issues of life. So the enemy wants to condition, that's why he will let somebody come into your life and break your heart. They say, God, I told you, why have you broken my heart? But you see, you can never appreciate light if there's no, no presence of darkness. Yeah. You can never appreciate air condition if there's no presence of heat. Neither can you appreciate heat if there's no presence of cold. So is life. Praise the Lord. You see, oftentimes, we set goals for ourselves. We have this feeling of determination and confidence. We think that there's nothing that can stop us from achieving them. Later on, when, we, when the momentum passes and the initial motivation starts to fade, that is when it seems as if that, that something is wrong and, and we cannot achieve. But whenever the motivation or the momentum goes down, I like you to know that faithful is he that has promised. That if you pursue that dream or vision, God says that it cannot be hindered, it cannot be limited. It may delay, but the delay does not mean that it cannot be achieved. The delay is a revealer of your capacity to believe. delay in your life it is a revealer of your capacity to believe God said to the children of Israel I allowed you to go through the desert for 40 years to test what was in your heart in other words I wanted to see what you focus on I wanted to see what you truly believe in question what do you believe the man says that for we believe God for 10 years that we should build our own house do you think it's been all rosy to be able to have a clear vision towards a goal it, it takes the grace of God. It is because they have focused their mind that this one, we will make it work. Hear me, maybe you came to church today and you are contemplating on divorce. This one is not the will of God. The will of God is that focus on the greater vision of God for your life. Amen. Maybe you came to church. You see, when I say divorce, it's not just men and women getting divorced. But you want to divorce that dream. You, you, you are beginning to compensate for the dream. You are beginning to reason through it. And wonder, maybe this is not God. Maybe this could not be God. But I came to tell you that focus on the vision. Paul said, it is not like I have achieved it. Not that I have apprehended. But I press on towards the mark of the high calling of God. I came to tell somebody, don't forget there is a higher calling. Yeah. 
Your life is not just about you. Your life has many lives connected. And when you fail, others will fail. And when you succeed in that marriage, others will succeed because you made it happen. One day I was speaking to one of my daughters. He said, Pastor, me too, I deserve to be happy. I said, but you have a child. He says, yeah, but, but I can't kill myself because of my child. That person lacks understanding. All scriptures were written for example. So your life is also a life that must be an example. You see, there are many of us, we have an unfocused mind. We expect our motivation to last through to the end of all our endeavors. But that doesn't happen. That's why you need to be focused. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We must realize that the initial determination that we have in anything we do is just the spark that sets the tone for things to begin to flow. And God gives you that inspiration because he knows that you need a spark. You need to start. And when you start, whatever you believe in will be tested. There are many of us, when we are going through the testing of our faith, we give up. The Bible says, the trials of your faith work at patience. But it says, but let patience have its full course. The trials of your faith. So whatever you believe in, it will go through trial. But the Bible says, <laughs> let it have its full course. In other words, it must, it, it must go through the entire motion. But there are many of us, we go through small troubles, one who give up. The scripture says, cast not your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. He says, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, ah, after you have done what? The will of God. So going through the will of God does not mean you will not, you will not face difficulty. As in a big church. And we have problems. Big church won't have any problem, no. Pastor Christ doesn't pray for me. Uh, excuse me, I am not Jesus. Do you pray for yourself? There is a dimension of God you will never ever see until you go through trials. What are you focused on? I choose to be happy. It says, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So the reason why we go through the trial is that at the end, God says, I do not want you to be disadvantaged. You know why I'm standing here? You know we have 31st coming up? I need to produce at least 200,000 Ghana cities for our 31st. I don't think about it. I've been through it too many times. I know that my God will provide. But the first one was a trying of my faith. Second time. We did it again. Third time. We did it again. I've been through that trial. You see, the trials prepares you so that your life become a testament. You become a walking Bible. Paul says that we are living epistles. We are living epistles means, means that we ourselves, we are Bible. They say my child must go through party for two years. Yes. Now you can speak so that somebody who have faith and think that they, they are not alone in this matter. You see, whenever we are faced with difficulties, we must ask ourselves a number of questions. Why? Why, Why must I ask the question? Because my response to situations, write it down, my response to situations is my 
responsibility. My response to situations is my personal responsibility. In other words, how I respond to every situation of life, I am responsible. Nobody can control your life. When a guy breaks your heart, whether you go mad or you become very determined, it is your choice. You are responsible. We are all responsible for how we respond to situations. See, my brother there who shared his testimony, he says, I've been angry with God. And, and, sometimes, and sometimes he shares it with me. And I laugh, you know what? I was there. Child of God, you make your own decisions of life. You choose how you respond to life. You choose what you focus on. Either to build your life or to let the situation affect you. I met a guy, he stopped going to church because he says that when he had a marriage problem, the church did not call him. Am I supposed to call you for your marriage? When you were kissing your wife, did you invite the church? <laughs> now that there's a problem, you will sit and talk about it. And even if the church did not respond, the, are you serving God because of human beings' response to you or you are serving God because you have a relationship with him? Listen, in this life, not everybody will be committed to their vows. What have you been focusing your attention on? There are many of us, whenever a negative situation happens, we focus on the negative, that mistake that happened, that we, we make all decisions based on one mistake, two mistakes, five mistakes, ten, death. We forget that we too, we have made mistakes. That ours, it did not come out. That's not me. We are not touching your neighbor and say, Niponye boneda. Bishop Dark says in his book, Those Who Forget, he says eight common mistakes of people who forget. He says people who forget dishonor founders and fathers. Number two, he says people who forget become proud. Second Samuel chapter 6 verse 20 to 21. Then David returned to bless his household and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servant, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. And David said unto Michal, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father, and before all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. You see, Bishop Dark says this. Let me read what he said. He said, Sadly, many people forget how they came to be in privileged position. However, this was not one of David's problems. He always remembered where the Lord had lifted him from. He knew that he was a nobody picked from looking after sheep, lifted to the throne of Israel. This made him grateful and worshipful even when his kingship was established. Now look at me, everybody. Someone say, those who forget. You see, there are many of us, when we go through things, we, we, we become so presumptuous. We become so proud and arrogant. As if, as if we focus on other people's weakness without us. Brother, you stand by grace. Oh. You have a house help. You treat the house help, help like trash. You and the house help, there's no difference. Oh. In fact, some of them, in terms of body parts, some of the body parts they have is nicer than yours. What do I mean? What I mean is let's deal well with people. Are you getting it? I get me. We focus on the weaknesses of people. We focus even on our own weaknesses. That our insecurities causes us to misbehave. Somebody say, I will no more misbehave. I will no more misbehave. 
What do I need? You need to be, you need self-discipline. Someone say, I need self-discipline. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Someone say, I need self-discipline. <laughs> I read in a book, it says, self-discipline is the ability to do what you should do, when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. If you will be focused, you have to be disciplined. You will do what you have to do, when you have to do it. Whether you feel like it or not, you must do it. Ask anybody who have married for more than 10 years. They have thought about divorcing about at least 10 times. See, young boy, young girl, focus. Your energies on important things. Stop focusing on nonsense. There's a time you spend with people. There's a time you focus on your phone. We are so distracted that we, 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 we can't even have time. You know, we live our life and we only focus on the negative. We focus on what? The negative. You know, as I'm preaching like this, somebody will take the part of my sermon that is, is negative and choose and say, look at pastor, look at pastor, look at pastor, look at... No! I am here for you to focus your energies. See, you don't have me forever. Hear me? First life check. I'm the most important person in your life at this time. You don't have me forever. Touch your neighbor and say, you don't have me forever. So this time that you have with me, let it be a quality time. You don't have me forever. No, 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 no. On the most serious one. See, 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 listen. This is my son, Osaya, who has gone to Sweden. Maybe I'll never meet him again. Yeah, don't miss him. Look, last, I, I was speaking to Pastor Hans. He was like, Osama Fio. You know, I, I miss him. He's my friend. We, we, I will never see him, maybe, after many years before. See, you don't know God's plan for somebody's life. If the person is in your life today, focus on it and enjoy your time with the person. Stop focusing on things that you don't have, things that are not working, and focus on the things that are working. We cannot control every area of our life. We cannot control every event of our life. But we can choose what we focus our energies and our joys on. You see, it is self-discipline that enables you to vote yourself off the island. What island? Which island? It is called same day, someday island. Someone say someday island. Yes, I heard Brian Tracy, Brian Tracy uh, uh, speak, and he says that there are many people who live on a someday island. Someday I'll, 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 I'll be happy. Someday I'll be joyful in my marriage. Someday I'll buy my husband someday. And ask all the ladies in this year, when is your wedding anniversary? I ask the ladies, not the men. What are you getting for your husband? They're waiting for someday. Someday. Hey, Papa, I don't have money. Someday. Thank God oh, that he chose you because, trust you me, you are not the only lady who is boobed. Neither are you the only lady who is lack of boobed. You are not the fairest lady. Neither are you the shortest lady. You are not the, ba- the arsenal lady. You, he, see, but of all the people, he chose you. And every day he's bombarded. You know, God, eh, when I go to heaven, I'll tell them that we You know, do you know that women... When they say they are sharing the woman, it will be seven is to one man. Even that one, there will be excess of 13 for each man. So every man will get about 20. For all the 20 men, they chose only you. Of all the 20 women, 
they chose you. You can use the feminine thing and say, well, I also said yes. Bros, if you have not said yes, you have gone to somebody else. It, no matter what we do, it's a man's world. Though. So whatever God has given you, focus and make it work. See, the woman didn't say amen. Amen. And men, listen to me. See, you, ha, I've seen things as a pastor. You, you are lucky that your wife doesn't bath. Thank God, though. Thank God. I know of a lady when she gets angry, slap. You receive. I used to stay in the house, uh, in, in Banana Inn. The lady was thick tall. The man was short. I don't know why short men like tall ladies. <laughs> Really? Every day, small thing, the lady will slap the man. Small thing, the lady will slap the man. I mean, hmm. You hear fight in the room. Oh, she shot people. This man went to buy cake and put it in kerosene. Oh, you know, this year. So, one of the days, the woman started her things. Beatings or shame, Mammy, papa. Yeah, the landlord had to break and go in to go and separate the fight. Nay, yes, small fight. To why a lock is a woman, your husband doesn't beat you, he's just he doesn't like buffing. Only oh, a simple thing like I don't want to bath is a problem for you. Can you imagine? <laughs> he just has a problem with water. What is your problem? <laughs> Self-discipline is the key to personal greatness. It is the magic quality that opens all doors for you. And makes everything else possible. The discipline to shut your mouth from saying everything. That's for me, I say my mind. The Bible says it is only a fool who says all his mind. Listen, you need to discipline yourself to be happy. Because if you wait for somebody else to make you happy, you will die. I read in, in T.D. Jake's book, The Lady, Her Lover, and Her Lord. He says, everybody, at some point, you must be able to go and sit in a good restaurant, order food for yourself, and eat it and be happy, with or without anybody. When it is your birthday, let me advise all of you, don't wait for somebody to do a party for you. Before people come and party you, party yourself. Oh, I do it, Papa. Sometimes I'll go and sit somewhere and eat, then I'll take pictures and send to my wife. He said, hey, sir. No. I have to be happy in life. You have put your whole life on hold. That your husband will not buy it or you will eat. No, I'm telling you. You know, I love my wife. But sometimes my love becomes foolish love. And many of us, we are like me. Your love becomes a foolish love. I want to eat Chinese. Lady Irene says she won't eat Chinese. If she won't eat Chinese, I'm not saying you you see that? So, no, no, I won't eat. Too many days. No. You are empty. Missing me, it is also near. What stops you from going to buy? Because all drinks you come on. Say, make a cocoa in massa cocoa to win. Also, trouble man, you know, between. No, it's a foolish love. 
He says she will eat. She's an individual with an appetite. You are an individual with an appetite. You see, what you don't like, somebody may like. When God brought us together, he gave us different appetites. And he's not stopping anybody from enjoying your appetite. Except that your appetite is in contravention with the laws and principles of God. Some of us, we like dog meat. Some of us, we eat cat meat. Some of us, we eat snake. Some of us, we eat goat. Some of us, we eat frog. Some of us, we eat rabbit. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to practicalize the sermon for you to understand that we would not have equal desires for everything. But if it will honor God, don't put your life on hold for somebody else. Stop focusing on pleasing everybody at the expense of your own joy. I've decided I will not please anybody. I'll preach. If you get angry, get angry. But I will preach my heart out. Because this life, we put too much restrictions on us. And we are focused on every other person except what God wills for us. What does he will? I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. You see, listen to me. You cannot go through life and focus only on your inadequacies. You cannot go through life and focus on your weaknesses alone. On your failures alone. You cannot go through life and think that all there is to your life is your past mistakes. There is more ahead of your life. There's a greater good that you can make with your life. Don't put your life on hold. Don't stay on a maybe someday island. Pursue your dreams and visions. For faithful is he that has promised. The same will do it. Same will do it. Somebody said there are two kinds of enemies of success in life. That's what Brian Tracy says. It's the part of least resistance. He says it's what causes people to take the easy way in almost every situation. They seek shortcuts to everything. They arrive at work at the last minute and leave at the first opportunity. They look for get-rich-quick schemes and easy money. Over time, they develop the habit of always seeking an easier, faster way to get things they want, rather than doing what is hard but necessary to achieve real success. We need to do things that are hard but necessary. You have kept people in your heart for too long. It's hard, but it is necessary that you remove them from your heart so that you have some peace and enjoy life. Yesterday, my daughter, uh, uh, Georgia, won an award. I saw Georgia and the husband. They were dancing. You see that thing that goes around there? People are dancing, dancing. They saw that the husband was dancing. They're dancing. I'd never seen the husband dance before. And for the first time, I won't lie, I saw the guy, the guy was happy. I'm looking at the guy. I said, ah, so this guy, he can be happy and every day. He's very serious as if somebody's chasing him. He's a very serious guy. You know, there are some men, they are like that every time. <laughs> so could the president too. Very serious. <laughs> I saw that the wife was dancing. They were all dancing. Then I said, you can have this all your life. But you choose one day when you got a stupid plaque. Will your happiness be dependent on the plaque? Or it can be dependent on every day. Every day I have to be happy. Every day I have to be happy. My wife and I, we used to play games in the bedroom. It's not the one you are thinking about. 
Yeah, we can be dancing and playing the fool with each other because because we didn't have anything to do. We would just be dancing. We playing the fool, playing the fool. The moment Berima came in, it's very everything is serious. We are building a house. I can't even laugh with my wife because every time when I come home, when I enter now, Mieska, Mieska, Mieska. When I sit down, oh, the, the last time I wanted to even talk, talk to me, she was just lying in bed. She was just, she's just trying to talk to me. My dream in our sight, cement and block. Any, my dream in our sight, I was saying, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, that building, one day we will leave that building. You see, all that we kill ourselves to build, we don't spend time with each other, then we, we kill ourselves. By the time the house is ready, there's fight. Me want say mother. Me dad, I'm say, eh. I mean, me didn't come on. Cause that thing is bit more towards me. Yeah, madam, my dear children, that is an opportunity I will never get. What am I saying to you? What I'm saying to you, there are opportunities in your life you will never get if you don't if you don't live. Tell your neighbor it's time to live. Touch another person. Say it's time to live. Huh. This person offended your uncle, offended your father, offended you. He spoke to you in a way you didn't like. You put your whole life on hold. Anytime you hear of the person, he, he, all of a sudden your whole mood changes. And there's nothing to your life. You feel life has not dealt very well with you. And, and you put, touch your neighbor and say, it's time to live. It's time to live. Come here. Live. Yao. Live. So, see, there are three requirements for success in life. First, decide exactly what it is you want in life. First word, decide exactly what it is you want in life. Or what it is you want from life. Number two, determine the price that you are going to have to pay to get the things you want. Determine the price that you are going to have to pay. In other words, determine the price you are willing to pay to get what you want. And, and I'm, I'm going to land there today. Resolve to pay that price. There's a price to pay for your peace of mind. It's called forgiveness. The scripture says, remember not the former things. It's a price you pay. You have to discipline yourself not to remember. There's a price I paid to be a disciplined husband. It's a price. It's not every conversation. I, this is my phone. There's a reason why a lot of people know my password. It's a discipline so that I won't start a foolish conversation with anybody. It's a price. I am paying. There are some conversations you don't want your husband to see. What is here, why? When you live right, the peace is for your own good. When you live right, it's for your own. When, when you have peace with God, it is for your own good. It has nothing to do with your partner. Because the devil will remind you. See, anytime you are praying for something important, he will remind you of the sin you did. It can take 10 years, 20. See, your memory, it does not forget. 1,000 years, it will not forget. So why position yourself in a place where you keep going through some emotional issue? I know of a lady who had one fling with a guy. And the guy started using as a blackmail. If you don't sleep with me, I'll tell your husband. The guy hit that thing for six months old. The woman wanted to commit suicide. Why? Because she justified. My husband is never home. He's always away. You justify what you are doing. But your brain will never forget. For, forget. 
God will forgive you. Your husband may forgive you, but you will live with the consequence of your actions. My prayer for somebody is that from this day you will focus to please God. You will focus to honor God. That you would you would tell yourself that I want to live a freedom, a life of freedom, a life of liberty. I do not want the past to control my future. I do not want what I've not gotten to influence my life. I will pursue my vision for life. I will keep pushing. I will keep striving. I'll keep working on myself to be a better person. It is not for my husband or my wife. It is for me. So, Pastor, what are you saying to me? What I'm saying to you is choose your focus carefully. Pastor, what are you saying to me? I'm saying to you that the rest of your days on this earth, always remember this preaching, that I choose what I focus on. I choose my response to situations. I will respond in a way that it advances my life. It does not put me in a disadvantageous place. Child of God, hear me. May nobody have a sway over you. May you never put yourself in a position where another human being can manipulate you because you've made wrong. When you make wrong, reconcile, beg, apologize. Let your wife divorce you. Let your husband divorce you. But at least have your freedom. Don't let another human being control your destiny. Only God you must submit your life to. The Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 5, they look unto him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. The psalmist says in Psalm 145 verse 5, On the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wonderful works, I will meditate. Wherever you are, I'd like you to pray. That the Holy Spirit will guide you. The scripture tells us in Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Don't allow your past, don't allow your mistakes to limit what God can do. Focus on God's ability to forgive. Focus on God's ability to restore. Focus on God's ability to turn things around for you. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. The psalmist says in Psalm 101 verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. Do not let your past cleave to you. Do not let your mistake cleave to you. Do not let your, your, your bad upbringing, your difficulties cleave to you. Do not let things that you expected from God but did not work cleave to you. It's time. You can give every excuse, but you can also trust God. Wherever you are like it to pray. God help me to live right. Open up your mouth and pray. Open up and pray. Lift up your voice. Pray to God. I choose what I focus on. I choose what I focus on. Bishop Dark says those who forget easily can get divorced. I pray that you will not be divorced. You said till, till death do us part. You said for better or for worse. You said in prosperity and in adversity. You said you will live together. Ah! Lift up your voice and pray. Pray. Ah! May success not draw you away from God. 
may, 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 may challenges not draw you away from God. Wherever you are, I'd like you to pray. <laughs>